This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week, we have Sean Engel, a Jersey City resident who is also the founder of Witchy Wisdoms and is a tarot reader and the author of the book Love Spells on the show. And we'll be asking her all the questions you've always wanted to know about being a witch and some other fun. Danielle Tulo is also here. She's a Hoboken resident and deputy editor of her campus, and she'll be talking about all things Valentine's Day party planning. I'm drinking a lavender tea with almond milk from Tea New Jersey, and this is a vegan cafe on Newark Avenue in Jersey City. I highly recommend this spot. They have really great meals, teas, and lots of other great stuff, including vegan treats. Another reminder to save the date for our two big Hoboken Girl events coming up in 2020. Saturday, March 28th is our fourth annual formal wear sale to benefit Suits for Success. And there are six drop-off location spots all around Hoboken and Jersey City where you can drop off your formal wear. So that means suits, ties, shoes that are gently used, bridesmaids dresses, regular dresses, anything that you could wear to a formal event, you can donate, including jewelry. And we're also accepting new and unused beauty products. Check out more info on hobokengirl.com for where to donate. Also happening, Sunday, April 26th is our fourth annual wellness crawl. This is such a big event, happens throughout Hoboken, but we have Jersey City and North Jersey vendors that participate. Our applications are open only through Friday. So if you haven't applied already, make sure if you want to be a vendor to go to hobokenwellnesscrawl.com to apply. This week, the episode is sponsored by Baked by Melissa. There's really exciting news for Hoboken and Jersey City residents. Baked by Melissa, which is a New York City cupcake company founded by a local resident, Melissa Benache, is now delivering cupcakes to Hoboken and Jersey City with two-hour windows. You can get it on Grubhub, Seamless, and on their website. And their website is bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery. If you use the Baked by Melissa website, you can use the code tea on the Hudson for 10% off your order. Super exciting. Make sure to put in your delivery orders by Valentine's Day or whenever you want them because you can get them any time of day or night. So it's bakedbymelissa.com slash delivery and use the code tea on the Hudson for those amazing mini cupcakes. Now grab a mug and let's get started with our news. The Hudson Theater, located at the Wilson School at 80 Hawhurst Avenue in Weehawken, has announced its upcoming show, Hamlet. Opening night is February 15th, so it's coming up, with shows running Thursday through Sunday. Tickets are $25, but if you go on Thursday of that week, it's pay-what-you-can day. So make sure to snag your tickets. You can log on to brownpapertickets.com. 
A Union City man has been charged with burglary after swiping a package from a residential building in Hoboken. The man, identified as 48-year-old Eduardo Cruz, was observed by detectives Adam Colon and Joe Quinones peering into a building near Observer Highway and Madison Street. At the time, he was holding an empty bag, but then after emerging from the building, Cruz's bag seemed to be full. Officers approached the man and found a package addressed to one of the building's residents inside the bag. Two weeks ago, our Hoboken community was rocked after a woman was attacked with pepper spray and robbed on Bloomfield Street. Now Malachi Belton, who is 19, and Adris Clark, who's 20, of Plainfield have been charged in connection with the attack. Both were charged with robbery and conspiracy to commit robbery. A theft of a local Hoboken pet shop got ugly after an assailant resisted arrest, leaving two police officers injured. Last Thursday, Jose Venegas, who is 23, was arrested and charged with robbery, aggravated assault, and resisting arrest after allegedly shoplifting. He targeted Hoboken Pet on Washington Street, allegedly stealing six dog jackets, then fleeing the scene. Last Wednesday, the state of New Jersey announced that it will channel up to $2 million to the Jersey City Medical Center to boost intervention services for victims of gun violence, supporting them holistically after their initial visit to the emergency room. JCMC is one of nine hospitals across the state to receive a portion of $20 million in Federal Victim of Crime Act funding for this purpose, an effort unmatched by any other state, Governor Phil Murphy said. And now for our openings and closings. Club Barks has officially closed at 712 Jefferson Street in Hoboken. Word on the street is that there is an entirely different local pet company coming in and revamping the place, so local pet owners get excited and know that hopefully daycare may be back soon. In Pilates news, Elevate Pilates opened last week at 159 4th Street in Hoboken. And also in Pilates and Fitness News this week, Pump Hoboken opened right across the street at 401 Bloomfield Street in Hoboken. Safe to say you can definitely get a good workout in on 4th Street. The Boyle, a New Orleans-style restaurant, is officially opening in Jersey City on Friday, February 14th, just in time for Valentine's Day. This new spot will be a seafood-focused restaurant and bar that serves Cajun-style shellfish by the pound. With two locations currently open in Manhattan, they announced their expansion in 2019 with a new location at 8 Erie Street in Jersey City. Monroe's Cocktail Bar in Hoboken is allegedly opening later this week, according to its owners. The space will be in the former Biggie's location, which is 36 to 42 Newark Street, and will focus on cocktails and wines rather than a big nightlife club scene, the owner told us exclusively. And in closing news in Jersey City... FM Jersey City, the music venue bar open only for a brief stint, has officially closed as of February 1st this past weekend. No word on what will be taking its place so far, but we will keep you in the loop. Our interview guest is Sean Engel, a Jersey City resident and the founder and head witch of Witchy Wisdoms. Sean is a spiritual mentor, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and tarot reader, as well as a Hoboken Girl contributor for all things witchy and horoscopes. 
She has been featured in multiple publications, including Cosmo, Bust, Sabat Magazine, and is the author of Cosmopolitan's book on love spells. She recently also founded the Boss Mystic Podcast Network, which is a growing home to witchcraft podcasts, including two of her own, the Boss Mystic and True Crime Astrology. She's here today to talk all about her work and some other fun and witchy things. Hi, Sean. How are you? Thanks for coming in. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're a Jersey City resident and entrepreneur that wears many hats. You're a tarot reader. You lead spell work and rituals, teach manifestations. I mean, helping business owners find their true purpose. So much that you do. How did you get started in this field? Oh, my gosh. It was such a long and arduous road, to be honest. Um, I started in the service industry at like age 13. And I don't want to say this in a way that would offend anybody. But for me, the service industry for that long just wasn't feeling fulfilling. And I just always had this kind of gap where I was like, what? what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And after then, I would say about a decade of just like a lot of really difficult life moments, that we're collecting, I finally hit a wall to where I needed to go to therapy and I needed to really pick myself up. And so that's kind of how my business started. I picked up my tarot deck that I had had. It was collecting dust on my shelf, I'll be honest. I was definitely dabbling in divination from a younger age, but uh, when I picked it up again, I started marrying the tarot cards with what I was learning in therapy and I started this blog called Witchy Wisdoms. And that had evolved then uh, into an Instagram platform that had then evolved into a life coaching business. And now it's a business coaching business for other spiritual entrepreneurs. And it's, you know, it keeps growing massively. The brand itself has evolved into book deals. And I mean, we'll get into all of it. But yeah, it's amazing. And you have over 20,000 followers on Instagram. I mean, you really, I remember when, and you're a Hoboken Girl contributor, I remember when you were writing for us and you were just hitting the 10,000 mm-hmm. mark and now you're at 20 and I feel like it's been a year. I know. It's amazing. The so growth. Yeah. And you also recently started the Boss Mystic Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this and what it encompasses. Yeah. So alongside the blog and like when I was really developing the Witchy Wisdoms brand, I decided I was like, I want a podcast. I'm good at speaking, so I'm going to do that. So I started, my first podcast was not great. <laughs> but, you know. It, it I get happens. it. Listen to our pilot. I totally get it. <laughs> you, you, you strengthen your skills, you know. So um, over time and through that, I, I developed different podcasts and I had different guests on and I just kind of like networked my way around the podcasting industry and I landed on the Boss Mystic podcast, which is the name of the network. Um, and through that, I was able to gain a bunch of really cool affiliate ships hmm. that were helping to monetize the podcast in a big way. And when I put the Boss Mystic podcast cast itself to bed and then decided to focus on a different passion project, I was like, you know, I really feel like with all my affiliate ships, I could be a hub for a bunch of different witchy podcasts. I could give them all my code, give them all exposure, and we can just kind of grow the network that way. So that's kind of like how the business idea started and it's multiplying. People are loving the content and yeah, I'm just kind of winging it. <laughs> it's so great. You're doing such a good job. Thank so you. yes, pat on the back for sure. I mean, and so with that, you have such a busy day, I am sure, and you're pulled in so many 
different directions. What is a typical day like for you? Well, I am an early riser and I love the wee mornings of the hour because of the day rather because I am unbothered by (laughs) everybody on social media and all my clients. So like uh, around like six to eight is really when I get like my life together, coffee, workout, all that good stuff, sit down, check in on all my notifications. Um, And then it's like, Usually back-to-back client calls, trying to fit in some podcast recordings um, for my current podcast, True Crime Astrology, uh, which is yes, really, which is so cool. It's, I it's have been listening. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a fun concept. Definitely two of my passions. And then, yeah, between working with clients, I try to fit in uh, writing my book. So there's always writing projects to do. I do still contribute to Hoboken Girl, which yes. I love writing for. And our readers love it. Yay. And I, so I just, you know, it's always trying to like fit the puzzle pieces in. I do work a lot. I love what I do, so it doesn't feel too arduous, but I take weekends off, which is wonderful. I've really decided to put boundaries around that and be like, oh, you have business hours now just because you're from home, you know? Yeah. So yeah, the, the days are busy, but they're, they're very rewarding. That's awesome. And I think that that's a really great thing to mention boundaries because people sometimes work and if you're so passionate about your work, it can sometimes just say, oh, well, I love it. So I might as well just do it all weekend, but you do burn out. So. You do. I actually, last night was the first time I ever did this. I turned my phone off. Oh, like and, completely. Like completely off Ooh. at 7 p.m. And I had like well, I go to bed around 10. I had like three hours of like, no, nothing. How was it? It was it was enlightening. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this I know. is a whole new world. It's like back to the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I felt like I didn't have anything to do with my hands, but it was good. That's I'm going to try it more. You describe yourself as a witch. What does that mean to you and how can you explain it to our listeners? Yes. Okay. So I feel like anytime somebody that's not familiar, because I'm so immersed in the witchcraft scene in Instagram that it's like my normal. But whenever anyone that's just like a you know, normal person out in the day, they're like, witch, ooky spooky, what are you? Um, but really what it means to me is just somebody that's in touch with... Um, their intentions throughout the day. Everything is intentional. Everything has a purpose. There is a lot of surrender that has to do with going into being a witch because you're, you know, you're really putting a lot of faith into the universe. So there's, you know, the absence of control, which is very difficult. Obviously, there are things like spell work and rituals that we can get into. Do you do them? I do. Mm. I do. And really, all of that just entails different colors, different ingredients. Uh, They all have their own energies that amplify whatever your intention is. So like a small spell that I do in the morning, this is like part of my daily routine, is I'll just whisper my intention for my workday into my coffee when I start it three times clockwise. (laughs) Just a little way to be witchy in the morning. And, you know, coffee is really good energetically for like amplifying energy. It's why we drink it. It's caffeine. And it's also very cleansing. And uh, so it just kind of like helps to set the tone for the day. And even like psychologically and neurologically, aside from all the mysticism, if you're setting, you know, you're saying something out loud, your brain remembers that. It's almost like your own little vision board in your head. So it, it, it definitely works. I love it. And what would you say is the craziest question that someone has asked you about 
being a witch or your profession? Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm currently on TikTok. And yes. it's one of my a new place to be. It's like my favorite new app. I literally already have like over 15,000 followers what? after like two months. Yeah, it's the most incredible like growth state for platforms. I that love it. That is so cool. I absolutely adore TikTok. But there's a lot of people on there that are like, what is a witch? Like, what? <laughs> I do not understand this. So a lot of it has to do with um, people thinking that witches are evil because there is a lot of stigma around. Um, and what I've come to think of it as is women in power. Yeah. You know, the Salem witch trials were really not necessarily about magic at all. Everyone in the town was doing folk magic. It was about boisterous women. Right. So Making I think waves. That, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of what carries over today. So, you know, when somebody comes to me with that or or just like genuine interest, I'm happy to talk about it and dispel any rumors. You have written a book called mm-hmm. Love Spells. Yes. Let's talk about it. What is that book about? It's... Okay, it's about love spells. (laughs) (laughs) What are love spells? I mean, can people put them on people? What what is? Oh no, I love this question, and it's it's very heavy. So I just want to make sure that I unpack it in a good way. So I (laughs) I love it because when Cosmo reached out to me to write the book for them, you know, Cosmo's brand is all about love and sex and intimacy and all that good stuff. So the intention there was kind of to get like, how do I get this dude in my bed 101 for love spells? But it's a little bit different than that. And the way I set my book up was one, to you know, kind of set the stage for intentions and stuff, but two, for self-love, to focus on who you are, how you can amplify your own energy, and then how that could be a magnet for a potential mate. And then throughout the book, there are different spells for like what you could do if you're in a couple, what you can do if you're single. Um, One of my favorites is like charming a pair of lingerie so you can feel your sexiest. But there there are ethics around love spells in that like if you cast a love spell on a person, it's essentially like throwing them in your basement energetically. We don't want to be doing that, right? Like it's just. (laughs) Right, right. So what's some type of love spell that you could easily do for yourself, for our listeners? How would you do it? So again, a lot of it starts with intent. Right. And when I say that, you know, some people are like, what? But it's basically just a statement that you are willing to go towards, I guess, would be a good Mm -hmm. way to explain that. So a really simple self-love spell, if you wanted to make a like, you know, actual spell work out of it is to get a pink candle. Pink is really good for self-love and fire is really good as a meditative uh, practice. If you stare into the flame, it's really easy to kind of go into trance state. And you can just light the candle and stare into the flame and really think about like who you want to be in five years. Yeah, really put that frame of mind because it's really hard to love ourselves in the perfect and present moment sometimes. You know, sometimes we're feeling great, but sometimes we just need that extra step. So if we envision who we are in five years and we really focus that into the flame, we start to kind of understand what steps we can take towards that. It's more enlightening. And knowing that that version is out there waiting for us helps to give us the courage to get towards that, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Ooh, everyone's got to go home. Everyone listening, do a love spell. Let us know how it goes. I want to hear. You're writing another book called Hexing? It's Yeah, it's The Power of Hex. The Power of Hex. Yeah, which is another like fun. I, people are like, oh, you're going to hex me because it's like cursing and all that. So, of course, <laughs> I had to start with ethics as well. Um, but the book mainly focuses on how to protect yourself against things in like the patriarchy or like hate groups or like, you know, things that uh, disenfranchised groups have kept as their own piece of personal power throughout the years. 
Um, so it's basically like talking about the folklore around it, about the history around it, and then also how to use the hex. But you have to, again, like really get in touch with your own moral baseline, your own ethics, and make sure that you're not just like, oh, that boy broke up with me. I'm going to like hurl a hex at him. It's like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> These are really like... You know, you got to... Actual effects that could happen. Yeah, you got to think about it. You wouldn't just go around punching everybody in the face. So like... (laughs) Same thing. It's the same thing, just energetically. You also work with astrology. Mm -hmm. And we've done together tarot, astrology for Hoboken Girl readers. It was so fun. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the astrology work that you do and how it can manifest. Yeah, so to be quite honest, I am a... uh, novice astrologer. I have been working with astrology for a really long time, especially like I like to take my clients' birth charts and really see like where we can make practical progress for them because like, you know, one person's daily regimen, like a Virgo's morning is not going to look the same as somebody that just like needs more balance. Um, But uh, my astrology practice now is mainly with the podcast that I'm doing and also with the articles that I'm writing for you. We're now yes. doing horoscopes. Which is I exciting. know. I love that we do horoscopes now. It's so fun. And people love the articles. Yay. I'm so yes. glad. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And you also work with manifestation and tarot, mm-hmm. which can sometimes commingle, I assume. Yeah. How does that you know, map into all of the things that you do. Yeah. So I guess that like the defining line is manifestation because I do in a myriad of ways work with like divination and astrology and all that stuff. But And let's define manifestation. What exactly is that for people who aren't familiar? When we're talking about manifestation in kind of like a grand way, it's basically the making an idea into something physical. So if you have ever worked with a vision board or something, and then that vision board has actually like, we'll use the term manifested in your life, that is a clear way of manifestation. Um, Manifestation can also be quite practical. You know, we talked about like manifesting your parking spot. No, I mean, you could definitely. <laughs> I've I've definitely manifested a parking spot. But we manifested doing this podcast because we talked about it. You know, know. we put it into action, and then now we execute it. So it can be quite practical. Um, but when I read tarot for people too. A lot of the times they come in to see me because they're lost. So like, I don't even know what to do. So when we're working with manifestation in that way, we kind of pull cards around their path and then they're able to have a clear and defining line of what to manifest because manifestation really only works when you have a clear picture of what it is that you want out of life. I see. And with tarot, does that work with manifestation or is that first you do tarot and then you kind of figure out what the tarot cards mean and then you work on manifesting? It's more like an accessory, I think. You know, I don't think you need one to have the other, but it definitely does help give you um, more of an extracted understanding of what it is that you're desiring. Like, for example, if somebody comes in and they're like, I really want to meet somebody. And so we do a love reading and we talk about the qualities of the person that would be the best fit for them. Then they're able to take those qualities and be like, okay, well, now I have a clear idea of the person I want to manifest. And then, you know, depending on their Tinder profile or whatever it is, they can, you know, suss out who it is will be their best fit. So it works more in tandem that way. But yeah, it's more of a supporting character. I see. So it can just work with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do we want to do a tarot reading for 
Hoboken or Jersey City. I mean, we can. Do we want to do it? Let's do it. Okay. How should we? How should? How do we do this? Okay, let's do it. Well, okay. So I'm gonna pull. Well, let's just pull a card on the collective for like what. Let's see what kind of energy that. Do we want to start with Jersey City or Hoboken? Should Hoboken be the headliner? Yeah, let's do. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and yeah, and and maybe just explain what a tarot reading will mean for that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, how about this? Let's Mm -hmm. set an intention for the tarot reading. So Mm -hmm. like, what should we maybe do? Like what Jersey City should focus on for 2020? Mm, Yes. Maybe that. Okay. So let's, let's see. Jersey City first. Okay. So what we pulled is the nine of wands. And the nine of wands, the imagery is essentially um, a man who's like, Building this, uh, <laughs> just recording you too. Yeah, video I know. I'm style. like, oh, I'm so shy. Um, <laughs> he's basically building a structure behind him, and he looks a little weathered. He's got like a bandage over his head, but it symbolizes that there's a lot of great work being done within the community, and there's still a little bit more. But it's like you're almost there to building this like perfect oasis, and I feel like that's very fitting for Jersey mm, City. It totally is. Right? I love that. So let's now we'll do we'll do Hoboken. Okay, Hoboken has a Knight of Swords energy, and I really like it. So knights are kind of like the teenage boys of the tarot deck. They have kind of aggressive, hasty energy, but they get stuff done because they like barrel towards it. Um, And swords are all about communication. Um, They have to do with like the justice system too. So maybe there are some new laws that are going to be passed within 2020 for Hoboken, but it's definitely going to be charged. That. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. I love it. Thank you for those readings. This is so fun. Yeah. So now if a I would say listeners are probably wondering if they wanted to get started on some type of spiritual journey, whether it be, you know, with tarot or manifestation or anything of the sort that you do and that you help them with, what local shops could potentially assist with that. Well, I have to shout out my absolute favorite, and it's Love Locked in Jersey love, City. Love Locked. Carrie is <laughs> Pun a intended. gem. She's oh, amazing. She's, She's so created sweet. such a beautiful space. Um, and I believe, I've read Tarot there a few times, and I believe that she also does events with other mystical, spiritual yes. people. So um, I feel like if you're your first foray, if you want to get some crystals, which are very appealing to newbies, that is definitely your spot. Yeah, and you do you do work with crystals too. Mm-hmm. What do you use crystals for? Um, they can be used kind of for whatever intention you like. Like I use them as amplifiers. I use a lot of black stones because that absorbs negative energy and helps to block out a lot of stuff. Mm. It's cleansing as well. So like if I'm, let's say I'm doing readings all day, I'll wear like an obsidian stone because then I'm not taking everyone's energy on constantly and being super drained. Um, for anybody that was interested in that self-love spell, rose quartz is an amazing like beginner stone. It's really great to amplify self-love. Ooh, we have that in the Hoboken Girl office. And it's beautiful. It's so pretty. It works with our aesthetic. <laughs> Who <laughs> doesn't it, love pink? It's so nice. Okay, now for some more fun. Yay. We're going to talk astrology and bars yes. in the area. So this is a game I just made up for the interview. I'm glad you're uh, totally appeasing me here. I want to hear from the source. We'll be naming some bars, and then you just tell me what sign astrologically you'd think they would be depending on their vibe and why. Okay? Okay. Amazing. Are you ready? I am. Okay. First, we're going to talk about Fox and Crow in Jersey City Heights. What do you think their sign would be and why? Okay. So I've been there, and I really like it. And I'm going to say... 
and maybe this is just me being a little bit selfish because <laughs> I am this, but I think they're Scorpio. Mm. Um, they have tons of taxidermy all over their cocktails. They have witchy names. I'm like, this just feels so scorpionic to me. There's also like that back room where they do like music and stuff, which is very creative and emotional. I'm going to go Scorpio. Love it. Okay, cool. Next one. Antique Bar and Bakery in Hoboken. So because of their decor, I'm going to say cancer. Hmm. Homebody. Um, just it, it has cancer an aesthetic. Emotional too? Yes. Water sign. Hmm. Um, but they are like, they're very similar to tourists in that way of just being like a homebody and like comfortable. But they there's an aesthetic to the home. And I feel like antique. It totally has. It has vintage stuff. It has like yeah. movies playing on the walls. Totally. That's awesome. Lana Del Rey is a cancer. And I feel like she would fit in there. Oh, yes. She would be Just perfect. Like, she right? should come. Lana, she, Lana listen. We're, we're calling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Madison. So, and this is based on food because every Taurus loves good food. And I just, I feel like the Madison is a Taurus because mm. it's like American fare, which is like traditional. Um, and Taurus is like, you know, kind of a traditional sign, but there has to be good food. Otherwise a Taurus is totally out. That makes sense. I totally hear it. Now, lo-fi in the Heights also. Okay. This one was a little difficult for me because I wasn't quite sure because it's like totally the cool skater guy vibe. Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Sagittarius because Sagittarius is like, it's, it's the sign of like travel and experiences. And I just feel like lo-fi definitely fits into that for some reason. Makes sense. Yeah. Birch. Okay. I think Birch, because it's like a big event space, is in Aries. Especially. Tell me more. Well, Okay. One, it's like fun and fast, every fire sign, right? Sure. But also there's that stage where we had that event. Yes, for so Hoboken I, Girl. Yeah, so I feel like it's like kind of enterprising too, and Aries are very enterprising signs. So I feel like it's like that added addition of like entrepreneurship or something. That makes sense. Now the Ashford. I feel like the Ashford's a Leo. <laughs> it's just fully like showy. fun, showy, like yeah, the Ashford's a Leo. Soralina. Okay. I love this place so much. It's my favorite. It's my favorite too. It's, oh, I love it. And then for that reason, I'm going to give it Virgo because of the attention to detail. Mm. Like even the way they serve their bread, like everything is very systematic. Yeah, they have just, beautiful, uh, their ceilings during the holidays. Yeah. Just every, they do a really nice job. And also Virgo is the sign of service and they have excellent service at Soralina. That is true. Grand Vin. I'm going to give Granvin Pisces. Tell me. Well, because they have such an extensive wine menu, too, Pisces is a water sign. They're also known to imbibe. Um, so I feel like it's, a, and it's also like a really good way to connect with people. Like it, it always kind of like gets uh, gets filled up at a certain point. And I, I don't know. I feel like it just screams Pisces to me. All right. Now, this one is a bit of a random one, but I want to hear your take. Barge Inn in Jersey City. Okay. So I think that Barge Inn would definitely be a Capricorn. Interesting. Capricorns are like, they're straight shooters, you know? They're no frills. They don't need any extra stuff. It's a well drink. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Now, Madame Claude Bees. Oh, I love this place, too. So cute. And so delicious. I feel like Madame Claude is Libra. Hmm. Perfectly aesthetically pleasing. Balanced. A lot of balance. Um, very artsy and romantic. I'm going to give Libra. O'Leary's Public House. 
So I think this is a Gemini because while it's a pub and kind of divey, it also has good food. So it kind of has that duality of like, because, you know, you're not just mm-hmm. getting like crap bar food. Gemini's like that two personalities it's yeah it is it's like that sign of like diverging or converging personalities depending on which gemini you meet (laughs) True, but but it's also like it's a good um like casual place for talking and gemini is a sign of communication and city bistro i think city bistro is an aquarius because Mm. aquarius is the sign of friendship um they also have that split level um so it's like not your like run-of-the-mill place they do like um, the haunted house, like a little kind of like off the wall stuff, which is very Aquarian. Totally. We are weird. Yeah. You're known for being weird, which is why I love you so much. <laughs> this is so fun. I love this game. Yay. I want you to do this. We have to think of other ways we can assign signs next. I know. Like, I could do this all day. I, know, I think we need some articles for this. I know. <laughs> I would love it. Now, for all of our listeners and people who are entrepreneurs and business owners, just starting out on their journey for whatever it may be. What advice do you have for them if they're starting a business? Because I know that's really your focus sometimes. What would you say is like just one piece of advice? Uh, I think that it's to know that it's a marathon and not a sprint. It's the long game that you're looking for. So just keep at it. I, I see so many times people like try one thing, get depressed that it doesn't work out and then quit. And it's such a shame because they have so much to share. So, you know, I honestly entrepreneurship and I'm sure you can attest to this too it's throwing spaghetti at the wall it is you gotta keep at it it's amazing advice and sometimes you just you know something will work something won't don't take it personally just you know find that divine guidance by the universe keep it moving keep it moving (laughs) (laughs) how can people find you sean i am witchy wisdoms everywhere instagram mainly tiktok is growing (laughs) yes i gotta get you on tiktok we're on it too hoboken girl vlog love it um (laughs) twitter youtube Everywhere, witchy wisdoms, witchywisdoms.com. Um, I'm also hosting a retreat at the like middle of the year. So witchywisdoms.com slash retreat. You'll find all of the details there. Um, cool. My book on love spells is currently on Amazon and my other book will be too. So you can find me there. And yeah. Yeah, it was so great to have you. Thanks for coming in and spilling all the tea for real. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. We have a special holiday feature today, and Danielle Tulo, Hoboken resident and deputy editor of Her Campus, is here, and she is going to be talking all things Galentine's Day party planning. So before Her Campus, Danielle worked at House Beautiful as senior lifestyle editor. She was directing and producing feature videos and stories, and before that, she was Snapchat editor at Cosmo. And today, we are talking one of her favorite topics, Galentine's Day. Yay! Welcome, Danielle! Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to be talking about all of the Galentine's Day things. I know. It's the best. And you do such a good job of it. I feel like your Instagram feed is actually a real life representation of what your Galentine's Day party is going to be. (laughs) Yes. All of the pink in the world. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, we know the term Galentine's Day. Everyone, it's, you know, getting together with your friends and celebrating that. But where did it start? Yeah, so it's actually from a Parks and Rec episode. I want to say in like 2010. Don't hold me yeah. to that, but I, I'm around pretty there. sure it's yeah. around that time. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, 
it, it's a day, it's Valentine's Day Eve, so it's February 13th. That's mm-hmm. the official date of it. <laughs> and it's a day to have a brunch, a boozy brunch with all of your girlfriends and just celebrate one another. Um, and I am obsessed with that idea. Yeah. I feel like I started my party, I guess, three years ago. But it, at this point, I feel like I've been doing Valentine's Day forever because it's become such like a part of my life. Um, yeah, you're planning like, I feel like probably six weeks, six months in advance. <laughs> months in advance. Like by <laughs> September, my friends are texting me being like, what's hey, like what's the exact date of Valentine's Day this year? Because I don't actually host it on official Valentine's Day just because it's so hard to get people, you know, all together on Valentine's Day weekend if they do have have plans with their partners or anything like that. Right. So I usually do it like a week before. So this year it's on February 8th. But um, yeah, so it's just a, it's it's the best day. It is the best day of the year. Yes. And you've been celebrating it for three years. And basically, though, I feel like it's such a nice thing to celebrate every year because we just want to get together with our friends. And there really isn't a time besides maybe a friend's birthday or really a time where we're getting together with our friends on a big, you know, in a big group. Exactly. Or a bachelorette party, obviously. Right. I feel like as we get older, it's like, okay, when can we find a time to get dinner? And it's like, you're booking three months in advance or you're only (laughs) seeing your friends, you know, for their birthday. And so Valentine's Day is like, I say it's like, a big birthday party for everyone because instead of celebrating just one person while that's amazing and you know I love birthdays it's so exciting when you can just be all together in one room celebrating each other and catching up and having so much fun it's 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 really special. Last year you did a Hoboken Girl Takeover. Yes. Tell me about last year's event. Obviously we know about it if you're a Hoboken Girl reader you probably saw it. It was so epic. Thank you. Tell us about what you did last year for food and decor and all that stuff. So every year the staple is it's a pajama party because we're so over wearing dresses and heels. We're always, you know, having to do that even at work during the week, having to get all dressed up. And so there's nothing better than just unwinding and being with your girlfriends in your pajamas and having a really good time. So it's always a pajama party. Um, and there's always heart-shaped food. So heart-shaped <laughs> pizza is my my staple, my signature. Um, yes. Every year, that's the one thing that you can count on because what's better than pizza and then make it heart-shaped? It's just like the best <laughs> thing in the world. So heart-shaped pizza is like a must. And then I always have just kind of like random munchy treats. So like I actually get a lot of heart-shaped desserts from Baking Mama right in Hoboken. Oh, she's, she's the best. She is the best. Last year she made these delicious pink macaroons and these heart-shaped cookies and cake pops and just all of the pink treats. Her chocolate chip cookies are second to none. So They're good. addicting. Very, everything, <laughs> like even her just like white vanilla cake is like somehow the best thing in the entire world. Yep. And it's like, how do you do it? She's the best. Um, and then also last year I had um, McDonald's french fries <laughs> because again hey, who it's doesn't like, love them right there's like no rules on Valentine's Day it's like <laughs> wear your pajamas to a party eat McDonald's and like have heart-shaped pizzas like just do whatever your heart desires That's awesome now where do you get the heart-shaped pizza from <laughs> so actually I every year I kind of reach out to different people and see who I can possibly work with. Mm -hmm. In years past, I actually worked with someone local to where my parents are from. Mm -hmm. And this year I'm, you know, I want to work with someone in Hoboken, a pizzeria. And so I'm actually working with Mike from Tony Bologna's on something super epic that everyone's going to be able to use and and order. It's this, I don't want to say too much because it's, yeah, yeah, I think you guys all have to wait for it and see. And it's going to be on Hoboken Girl. It's going to be on Hoboken Girl, but it's going to be a heart-shaped pizza, but with a very, very fun take on it and he's actually he's a he's a genius Mike he's working on two different versions so in addition to a really fun Galentine's pink you know version mm-hmm. he's also going to have a breakup version so stay tuned it. for that because it's going to be very very epic 
this year's event, yes. what I know you can't share too much because we're going to be sharing yes. it and you're going to be hosting. You want it to be all fun and surprise. But what are some of the things people can look forward to for if they follow along on your Instagram or or for Hoboken Girl readers? Yeah. Oh, man. OK, so in general, whenever I'm hosting these and something I like to tell anyone who wants to host host a Valentine's Day party is get a little weird, do something a little surprising. So um, one thing that I did last year that I anyone can do and was really, really fun was I had, um, I ordered these these ring boxes on Amazon, plastic ring boxes, and I put ring pops in them and I scattered them all around my apartment so that when people <laughs> walked in, they could pick up their own ring box and I had so a ring fun. pop in it. And so like doing little things like that, it, that probably cost me like $20 to do with the ring pops and the the ring boxes total. So like thinking of like, okay, what can I, what's really creative? What's something like a play on the, on the holiday? Um, it makes it really Pinterest worthy. It's just so yes, fun. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that there are no limits. You can do all of the things. And so last year there was also a pop culture theme. So on my mirror, I put a decal that said, you're like really pretty, Um, (laughs) you know, Mean Girls, classic line. (laughs) Um, And so... So a lot of that, and I think this year we'll see more of that, more pop culture references, but definitely more... Oh gosh, okay. I, you don't I can't have to give it away. Just, yeah, there's something I'm really excited about. Um, and you're not having it at your apartment this year. I actually am doing. Oh, it you at my are. Apartment. Okay. Yes, yes. Gotcha. I decided to do it at my apartment. Um, if you follow and me on Instagram, if you don't, I have the pinkest apartment in the entire world. It's amazing. What's your Instagram handle for people that don't follow? At Danielle Tulo. Your apartment is epic. It's I keep saying the word epic, but it really is like it's just Thank pink. You. It's like it's so pink. It's, it's so pink. Really and awesome. Next year, I'm moving in with my fiance, and so it's I'm. <laughs> not going to live in a really pink palace anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, is he okay? Yeah. I was, are I'm going to change it up. Bring it in. I'm going to change it up. Um, he's he's very supportive of all of the pink things in my life, for sure. He really <laughs> is fine with all of the like fur and like lip paintings and all of that. But, um, you know, to be fair, I will change it up. But so since this is the last year that I'm in this apartment and mm-hmm. it's like the girliest bachelorette pad ever, <laughs> I was like, I, I need to do it here. Like I, it has to yeah. be here because it just like the setting just fits the vibe. If someone wanted to throw their last minute, they hear yeah. this podcast and they're like, I want to do this. How can they quickly throw together a last minute Valentine's Day event or just a get together? It's so easy. All you need to do is tell your friends a date, a time, where to be <laughs> and to show up in their pajamas. They'll pretty much be running over. <laughs> um, and in general, I think you can, you know, come up with a signature cocktail. I always have this year I'm working on on Galentine's juice is what I'm calling it. Um, and so coming up with like a punch cocktail that I want to serve, but you can just, you know, get some rosé together, come up with the cocktail idea, super, super simple, and then just get some heart-shaped food. Um, you know, if you're in Hoboken, which I assume all of these listeners are, <laughs> um, you can call Tony Bologna's and get your heart-shaped pie. You'll be able to, you know, reach out to Baking Mama. She's so, so good. If you look at my Instagram, or even if you look at the story from last year on Hoboken Girl blog, like you'll see the the what she and mm-hmm. you can order that. And it's as simple as that. It really doesn't have to be that crazy. It's really, it seems like about just celebrating your friendships. It's exactly that. I think that, you know, yes. Is it Instagram worthy? Absolutely. Does it look really, <laughs> Why really not? cute? <laughs> exactly. Why not? Um, is it, you know, it's so Instagram worthy and it's so fun and cute. But like at the end of the day, 
I do this to just be with all of the women that I love in one room. There's 20 of us. Um, this is the one time of year that all of us like really get in, in one place and are able to be together. I have a friend who flies out from Michigan to Hoboken the past oh, two I years. That. Yeah, that's like one of my friends for Secret Santa. That she flies from LA, and right. it's so fun. That's so uh, yeah. it's so nice. And so then everyone's like, "Oh, is Brooke coming? Like we can't wait to see Brooke." And like mm-hmm. everyone knows that like Brooke moved, but on Valentine's Day they're gonna see her. And so yeah. it's really just about being together. Like I said. I always put out games like I always put out what do you meme and cards and just mm-hmm. all of those games and I think that's a great idea but at, from the minute people walk in we don't touch the games because <laughs> they're, like, just there. Yeah. they're just there because we just want to be with each other like yeah. that's the most important thing at the end of the day is like everyone walks in at around like 1pm and it's like we're having fun and like by the end of the night it's like 1am and we're singing like Britney Spears and Taylor Swift <laughs> and standing on my couch dancing so it's like and the so most girly but fun like celebration of love and friendship that you could imagine yeah it's just like laughter and love and it's which sounds so mushy but i guess that's what valentine's yeah, day yeah. is and i think yeah the the skeptics will say no but it is really the core of like what valentine's day and valentine's day should be about it, and i it, love it it is so it's so it's really easy. I would say do it. Just do it. It's so simple and and easy to throw things together. Get some heart-shaped balloons. You know, it's so easy. You're like the pioneer for this. It's amazing. (laughs) Besides, obviously, Amy... Is it Amy Poehler? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is Amy Poehler. I'm like, Amy Poehler. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, her name is Leslie Nope in the show. Yes. I'm like, Leslie Nope. Um, how can people find you? Oh, yes. So find me on Instagram at Danielle Tulo. You'll find lots of pink decor inspo, <laughs> lots of rosé, um, and the occasional selfie because I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Love it. And you can also find Danielle's Valentine's Day celebration on our Instagram stories coming soon, as well as our site. So stay tuned for that as well. It's going to be amazing. Or dare I say epic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming in and spilling the Valentine's Day tea. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day. If you're a Hudson County resident, chances are you've experienced white mana in Jersey City. And if you haven't, let this hidden gem be a sign that you must. While this historic spot, it was the 1939 World's Fair building, true story, is most known for its burgers that are hand-padded and never frozen, other diner classics are also available, including BLTs and disco fries. It's located on Tonnelly Avenue, and yes, it's 24-7. Our getaway is more of a local staycation, but I had to share about it. It's called Shibui Spa in New York City, and this spot is a magical place. It's in the lower level of the Greenwich Hotel at 377 Greenwich Street. When I went there, I have to tell you, it was one of the most relaxing experiences I've had in a while, and I know I always talk about air baths. This is a little bit different as they don't have as many pools. They have one big pool, lots of tea, and they give you these amazing, amazing robes to wear. They're so nice that I actually considered purchasing one, but I didn't because they were very, very expensive. But this spot is so great and they give amazing massages. It is definitely worth a trip into New York and you can have yourself a nice little afternoon. So make sure you check out Shibui Spa in New York City. Our Hudson hero this week is Hoboken High School senior Zoe Matisik, who scored a thousand points during her high school career in basketball. Congrats on all of your hard work. It's paying off and you are our hero. 
And our Hudson Zero is the Union City package thief, Eduardo Cruz. Stop stealing other people's packages. Our nonprofit is Sea Spot Rescued. This nonprofit is an amazing, amazing dog rescue based in Jersey City and South Street Seaport in New York City, staffed entirely by volunteers who work full-time jobs while coordinating rescues, vetting, doing medical care, transport, fostering, and more. It was founded in 2011 and operated with a single purpose, to provide permanent loving homes to every homeless dog. And guess what? For those Bravo lovers out there, Andy Cohen actually adopted his dog through C-Spot Rescue. Head to cspotrescue.org for ways to get involved and also to see their available dogs. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to Sean Angle and Daniel Tulo for coming on the show, our production team, Van Vorst Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. And if you do so by February 15th and send us a screenshot of the five-star review, you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to the local business of your choice. You can also get in touch with us by following at Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email teaonthehudson at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for a new episode. 